It is April 25th, 2018. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein with Raj Geary. Mr. Matt Morgan's coming along soon. The greatest Royal Rumble, man, two days away. And last night's SmackDown Live, we saw the first post-shakeup full show. Um, a lot happened, man. Just uh, Miz TV setting up a new feud between Big Cass and Daniel Bryan. Uh, we saw some stuff with Shinsuke Nakamura getting a new theme remix and a lot of matches in between. Raj, overall, how'd you feel uh, about the show last night? I, I thought it was entertaining. Um, I definitely feel you're starting to feel that post-WrestleMania lull start. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was pretty entertaining. Uh, I wasn't bored during the show. Yeah, really up until the Randy Orton match, I have to say the show, I mean, was hot for that first hour. And yeah, the first hour was great, and I thought the ending was great. I thought the stuff with Nakamura at the end was awesome. I, I loved his new theme. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, I, I think Nakamura is killing it as a heel. Um, you know, you never know how someone's going to do, and I think Nakamura is doing great. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, between the the end of the first hour and uh, that main event, there was uh, a lot of sluggishness, I guess. Yeah, definitely. So uh, before Matt gets along, what's new in the news today? Now, you said uh, right before we got on, yesterday news was breaking Paul Heyman not going to Saudi Arabia. Today you're saying that Paul is going to Saudi Arabia? Well, it's conflicting. It's PW Insider was uh, reporting that Heyman's not going. Now, Heyman, a lot of people uh, know, is Jewish. <laughs> a lot of people know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of speculation with that. But Dave Meltzer was uh, saying that he is going. He is. He will yeah. be there. So I don't know. Um, I think it would be weird. You know, there's so many things with the Saudi Arabia thing. Um, and just uh, it's, it's one of those things, you know, they, they have a new regime that's trying to make things better for women. But it's still so backwards there for women that is it like, is it OK to to go? And with how much money they're making? Uh, yeah, it, 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 we'll talk about it more later, but. Uh, yeah, if I yeah. were Heyman, I would be like, you know what, guys, I'm good. I'm just gonna sit this one out. I got plans this weekend. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's it's changed, but um, I was, you know, the the women's issue in this yeah. has really overshadowed everything else. With, and we talked about this before, but with Saudi Arabia, I mean, anti-Semitism is still a problem. Now they've been trying to improve that, but they denied visas, I guess, to the Israeli chess team this year. And if if you have an Israeli stamp on your passport, you're basically you need like military clearance to get into the country. Um, it just seems very complicated. And I think that if a <laughs> performer has an opportunity not to go, why not have a rare weekend off in the WWE? Yeah, I don't, but it sounds like he is going. So, um, yeah, well, I wonder if Drew Gulak will be in attendance. Uh, Noam Dar's out with a knee injury. And uh, people now, Kane comes up on every list of Jewish wrestlers. But I don't know that we've ever had that confirmed that Glenn Jacobs is actually Jewish. He's not going. But for him, I just think that's local politics. Like in Tennessee, Kane, I don't think has anything to do with the that. It's the primaries next week. So yeah, um, his, well, there's that the Republican primary. So he's he's got that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I I would think that with this partnership with WWE, uh, that wouldn't be an issue as as far as getting their talent over there, regardless of their religious affiliation. Mm -hmm. um, but notice, we'll I mean, there's no uh, Darren Young. If he was currently active, they would probably not send over there. 
I don't know. <laughs> they should probably block access on the network in Saudi Arabia to anything Goldust did in the 90s. Like just let's just forget. Well, that's offensive to Americans what he was doing True. in the 90s. <laughs> but really offensive to them. I mean, I think they want to make it easy. I just think they want to make it as easy as possible on their talent and not put them in a situation. I mean, it's a WWE, but still, I mean, there's a difference between, you know, hey, here's some bad writing and a terrible character. Go out and do it versus like you could literally get stoned to death in this culture. Um, supposedly, Jerry the King Lawler, I guess, was on who is it? Cornette's podcast uh -huh. and uh, let the cat out of the bag. There was a five page list they sent to talent in advance of Saudi Arabia of saying, don't do these things when you're over there. Uh, did he say like what was on it? Uh, he, he made a cute remark that he was afraid about referring to himself as the king would be offensive oh, um yeah I, I literally just saw the headline today uh before we now when we do this podcast it's uh noon eastern time 9 a.m here in california bit of a late night last night so typically i'm catching up on the headlines of the day and yeah. uh, you know digesting my thoughts about smackdown the previous evening before we come on here and talk about it um but yeah man i, th I think uh you know i mean no alcohol over there there's probably a lot that they're telling the the talent you know like okay be really really on your best behavior about this we can get you out of some jams but you know beheadings were up 70 percent last year in saudi arabia i'm not sure if you saw that headline <laughs> i did not yeah. um yeah i mean yeah i mean what what can you say i mean it's no uh, it's nuts this is absolutely nuts and it's gotta it's gotta be we tossed out 20 million as a figure now i'm seeing people speculate that oh they're getting 20 million oh they're getting 30 million got to be a lot of money like it's got to be a ton for for so all the executives are heading out to saudi arabia for this event which th that mm -hmm. usually doesn't happen you know usually the you know wrestlemania and stuff like that but um to fly overseas it, it, you know it's 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 a big deal so and and the fact that vince and triple h flew out there when they announced this i mean it's 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 a big deal probably the biggest, I mean, definitely the biggest international deal they've ever done. I mean, you hear all the fans, what, what's the complaint we see every year? Like, how come they're not going to do Mania in London? Why don't they give us pay-per-views overseas? You don't pony up this kind of money, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like if you can basically afford to uh, cover all the travel, all the expense in setting this up, and then in addition to that, enough to come overcome any objections about the optics of it, Yeah, it's got to be a ton of money. Yeah, I mean, Justin Labar, he's got a, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be upset with his column. <laughs> he's got a column today about how you really can't blame WWE for this deal, um, considering how much money they're they're getting from it. Um, but I don't know. I just think if, uh, again, I feel like if there was a, a minority class, the uh, African-American or Asian-Americans that wouldn't be allowed in a certain country, would they do business with them because of what the optics would look like? And I don't think they would. And I almost think they have so much money. Do they need this extra? I mean, why not Why not lay some conditions down saying, look, we, we'd like to work with you, but, you know, and, and that's great that your government is trying to uh, improve women's rights, but this is kind of what we need to see. We need to at least our female talent to be able to come and, and perform before we can do an event here. And then when they get to that stage, uh, then you do the event. And yeah, and um, 
but I don't know. You know, I think people would still have a problem then just just with Yeah, there's other stuff. I mean, yeah. not to diminish uh, what Saudi women are dealing with. I mean, now Saudi women can attend this event. However, they cannot attend this event unless they're part of a family uh, or they're with a man, at least, who's buying tickets on their behalf and bringing them to the event. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Saudi women don't have it so good. But, I mean, again, like we said, and, and not only Jews, by the way, um, religious freedom, freedom of speech don't exist in Saudi Arabia. And that beheadings article that's been making the round, it's been talking about people that just attended peaceful protests and demonstrations were, were put to death. I believe owning a Bible is still uh, a punishable by death offense in Saudi Arabia. I mean, it's, it's not good all around. It's not just it's not just about one uh class it's about all all classes that are not in power there and i think uh to your point raj 30 years ago i actually reached out on uh twitter about this to Meltzer and bixen span and a few others wwf never ran any shows in south africa under apartheid now this might just be a coincidence not a political stance but there is some precedent for the sense that you know a lot of people are in our audience are probably too young to remember you remember this i mean uh african uh, africans in south africa um of uh of uh you know black pigmentation um were second class citizens under south american apartheid up until 1991 when nelson mandela was freed from jail and became president of the country and a lot of entertainers a lot of com companies didn't do business with south africa as a result of this uh this uh prejudice yeah I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's exactly my point. Uh, if there were, if there was a country or not, uh, you know, what's weird. Someone just asked about Sammy Zane going over now. Sammy I was is, thinking that too. Sammy is Muslim, Syrian. but he's not on the poster and he's Syrian. Uh, yeah. isn't Mojo actually Saudi Arabian? I know Mojo's middle Eastern. Yeah, he, he is. Um, and he's over there. He's over there right yeah. now, but yeah, Sammy Zane, I haven't seen, uh, any, anything about him you would think you would think he'd be fine um, i think sammy zane's gonna have a big sign around his neck that says not a jew guys i just i watched a lot of seinfeld i'm muslim i'm one of you <laughs> uh yeah so anyway uh it, it, it's weird that he's <laughs> not uh he's not featured on the poster for this yeah that is weird i mean we'll see man look we're gonna be watching friday we have to at this point i mean it's it's just for journalistic reasons alone and curiosity and what the hell this thing's gonna look like and how they're going to continue to tap dance around, you know, well, Byron Saxton doing the pre-show. I, 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 why? What's wrong with Byron Saxton? <laughs> no, well, because it's not Renee. I mean, they're going to. What I'm saying is, oh, that, gotcha. like, to people at home, this is going to be a very. I think there's going to be a different feel um, to anyone that that pays attention. Yeah. Mr. Matt Morgan, how's it going? Hey guys, good. How are you? Doing well, man. Uh, SmackDown last night. What'd you think? Overall thoughts? Good show. Uh, good show. Uh, a little bit more depth. Like they're gonna be. There's gonna be tag titles. No, no way about it. Um, yeah, they're they're already setting the table for it. You can see. Yeah, and I thought that was very good last night. It's amazing what a difference it makes when they build up the match a little bit, put high-profile competitors in it, even doing the promo ahead of time. This did not feel like the random tag. Uh, we'll get to that. The show started with Miz TV. Miz coming out and setting up a pretty pretty great promo, kind of father versus father against Daniel Bryan, only to be interrupted by Big Cass, who beat down Daniel Bryan backstage. So I put this question out on Twitter last night. Big Cass on the mic, do you think he was hampered in his development, Matt, being with Enzo that long. Because, I mean, look at him now versus, I mean, where he was 
in his first solos feud pre-injury. How did you think Big Cass was on the mic last night? He was fantastic on the mic last night. And one of the things that that's annoying about that, though, is when I was there, they used to argue with me that, I, I swear to God, I'm not making this up, that I'm sometimes too intelligent for my own good, that it takes away from my size because I talk fast and I use words that, quote-unquote, giants shouldn't be using. I swear to you on my life, <laughs> verbatim, what I've been told. And it's my argument to that was, you guys got to get with the times, okay? I hate to break it to you. In the NBA, Kevin Garnett, who's, they say seven foot, that dude's seven foot one. He's so tall, is now bringing the ball up the floor. This kid, Dirk Nowinski, out of Germany, doing the same thing, shooting the ball from half court. He's not a low-post player, seven foot. Um, wrestling needs to catch up with the times in the rest of the sports world that you're not hampered or pigeonholed because of your size. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was my argument when, when they wanted me to do the stuttering character. And, um, you know, so it's like, I love seeing that. I love seeing that he was able to just go out there and just, quote, I don't know what the right term for this would be, of basically free ball it as far as how he normally would speak. Um, and not being told to slow it down and start talking like this and get very mad and do this with my face for a couple seconds and then <laughs> come back to this and that kind of crap. And it was always, you know what I mean? It, it played off well, it shows he uh, it showed a different side of him. Um, but I know the real version of him, and that was pretty close. I, I thought it was a really good job by him, he killed it. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like Nia Jax. I think when she came in, a lot of people were expecting her to be booked as this, you know, crazy, you know, like karma. Like you, you, you have to be a monster if you're big. And uh, and I, I like how they're booking Nia Jax. I like her character. It's different. Like you can be big, but be a normal person. It doesn't mean you're a monster. But, but with Big Cass, I thought that was the best promo I've ever seen him do. Um, I thought... He showed a, a ton of, you know, a ton of star power here. Like he, uh, you know, I think uh, just seeing him in the past, I wasn't sure about him as a singles, but he, he, at least on the mic, he really killed it last night. Now, some of the stuff in his promo didn't really make sense. Like, <laughs> you know, like how he was Daniel Bryan's size, so he decided to work out and got <coughs> taller. <laughs> but, um, but other than that, I thought it was really good. I, I have to say I lost it a bit. When Cass said the, you know, and I became seven feet tall and the crowd on cue hit with the, and you can't teach that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was just a great moment. I think that's the thing. It's going to take him probably a little while to fully shake um, his, his past characterization. But yeah, I thought this was great last night. Now him and Daniel Bryan, they announced that match at Backlash. And what was notable, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but there was like no real crowd reaction to that even though they had the audience mic'd up. Um, that's the thing. I think for Daniel Bryan's first singles pay-per-view match back, people might be a little disappointed by it, but this feud, if they build it sure. right, could be great. Yeah. Great for Kaz, great for Kaz, but for us fans that are dying to see Daniel Bryan back, we want to see the big money matches. We want to see AJ, Joe, Nakamura, and that's all going to happen, obviously, right? We need to mm-hmm. be patient, but if we're talking about from the business aspect, this is smart business. This, this immediately thrusts you know, uh, old boy right into the spotlight, you know, after being injured. And, and Matt, we talked about this last week, but doesn't it kind of uh, with with uh, Justin Brasso, but it feels like Daniel Bryan, they quickly made his return not a big deal. 
Like he's just kind of he's a top guy, but he's just kind of there. Like it's it's no longer special that he's uh, that he's you know he's part of a match or part of a show. Like it should be a big deal. Like his first pay per view match back or his first you know like he's coming back from this long absence and he's kind of already just just another guy, a top guy, but another guy. I, I don't know. I, I'm excited that he's wrestling, so I don't know if that's still. Overpowering my re- me thinking that way that you're thinking, you know what I mean? I I don't know. Yeah. Who do you think? Who do you think wins that at Backlash? They book themselves into a corner immediately, though. That's the problem with this matchup. Yeah. You know what I mean? Big Cass can't lose. He just came back. He's supposed to be a monster. Um, but Daniel Bryan, if he comes out and loses, then I, that is just another guy being yep. on the roster and not being special, not being this humongous star that he obviously is. Yeah. I guess you they know? could do a DQ or Cass just keeps pummeling him or something like that, which I, I eh. see it. Ha- I, what, what I see happening is Miz somehow getting into it. Right. And then there's a DQ that just, you know what, Cass, thanks for coming. You had your one pay-per-view match with me. Now I'm on to uh, Miz. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, then, and then maybe there's no finish there, but it still makes Cass look strong. It's a good reintroduction to him, and then uh, he's off and running to with, with, with where they start giving him locals to start squashing because that will take place. That that is what's next. Yeah. Now with the Miz, do you guys think is WWE with the, this reality show coming up? Are they turning him babyface because he's been really hard on the? Uh... He's got to be careful with his kid when he starts talking about his daughter. I know exactly what you're talking about. He starts coming across faceish. Um, he needs to be careful with that, with how he's wording that. Or is it, or is it one of those things where he plans to keep doing it over and over so people get sick of it? And, oh yeah, and, like turn on it, you know, like he's just oh, that that's overbearing. What, yeah, that's definitely what they're doing. But right, that's definitely what he's doing. Yeah. But right now, it's not the same bragging point as being on Marine Six, <laughs> where, <laughs> yeah. where where we get annoyed hearing it. Okay, it's it's, it's a child we're talking about. And they show the worst thing they can do is show clips of the him and his baby, which they do sometimes. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? This guy, you know, but um, that is their end. That's obviously their goal, right? Yeah. To drive it down our throats, get us annoyed with him and turn something good and make it bad. Cause he's not shut up about it. Right. Um, and could call himself a better dad than Daniel. Oh Bryan. my God. Was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Good. What was that? Last I guess he just doesn't have that kind of connection with birdie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was pretty, I mean, just beautiful, beautiful by the Miz, best heel in the business. He felt like a big star, a huge star last night, didn't he? Kicking off the show, to me, he did. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And in fact, so who had to follow that segment, but the Iconics coming out and cutting a promo in advance of their match with Asuka and Becky Lynch. Um, It seems like the shine's a little bit off after their debut post-Mania. They did this promo, got a bit of a crowd response, but really, I mean, the crowd popped when Asuka and Becky came out, making sure. it all the more surprising that Peyton rolled up Becky and put her feet on the ropes for the pin. Mm-hmm. So Asuka now, I mean, technically, if tag matches count, Asuka now is, is uh, you know, second loss. Uh, but that being said, Matt, like you said earlier, I mean, you know, women's tag title sooner rather than later, this feels like a huge step towards building that with this yeah, feud, it does. right? Yeah, totally does. They gave the girls way too much time on that in-ring promo. Way yeah. too much time. Yeah. Um, they're very good on the mic. I, 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 I definitely would encourage not writing or scripting somebody that's fresh out of NXT. However, those are two. 
that I would at least sit with if I'm one of the writers that wrote that promo and get with them and get their input on it and make them comfortable with it, but use their words. Write for them. Don't write, don't don't make them talk for what you're writing. Talk, hmm. you know, write for who they are. And that's I didn't feel they did that with the writing this week. Do you think that uh, that line about Becky Lynch's accent came from Kevin Dunn? I, I, I couldn't get over the fact that wait a minute, is this her attempt at doing an Irish accent? Because yeah. sweetheart, your Australian accent's butchering the living shit out of it. Excuse me. <laughs> Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it, like it deliberately went too long to be super annoying to get a bunch of heat on him. But at what point is it that that kind of heat where you you hate to love it or, uh, you know, you love to hate it or you hate or you hate to hate it where you, you uh, want to turn away from it, you know, as opposed to stick around. And you're like, oh, I want to see them get theirs. And I felt like it was getting close to that other point where you're ready to turn turn the channel and come back later. You know, There's, you're overthinking it. There's no way in God's green earth that they sat there with that promo. They wrote up and said. You know what? We're gonna do it for three, three and a half minutes because <laughs> they're gonna get really annoyed with them. They're not thinking like that anymore. I wish they were. But yeah, they're yeah. not. Well, it's the curse of the transition from NXT, right? The Iconics would get maybe ninety seconds on NXT once every well, month, right. every six weeks, right? <laughs> yeah. And so this can't be a coincidence either. But everyone that got moved over during the Superstar Shakeup this week lost. And that well, you, Oscar oh, you, here, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. even even the bar lost a, a dark match. So it was like everyone. And uh, hey, SmackDown's the A show. That's why Raw can't hang. But yeah. on Raw, all the SmackDown guys lost. <laughs> oh, just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean this week, God, Raw I think is going to be the worst thing WWE puts on TV this week. I think NXT and Two Hundred Five Live are going to surpass it, and they do often Smack most weeks. SmackDown so far has both weeks in a row. Yeah. No, this was great last night. Um, all the builds. Throughout... SmackDown's not all the way there yet. They still don't have Joe, you mm. know, like Joe waiting right. in the wing sanity. So they got a, you know, a ton his, of. His yeah. promo, we'll get to it. Oh, my God, his promo. Yeah. Uh, Eric uh, Rowan versus yep. Jimmy Uso last night. Now, they foretold that. Uh, Naomi was going to interfere with this, but it's notable that through this interference, Jimmy rolled up Eric Rowan for the win after Naomi ran out. So it was uh, pretty much a standard beatdown. Although, man, how weird was that? The Usos came out, they go over, you know, they uh, uh, say hi to the Make a Wish kid, and then they go in there and just get pummeled. Um, I mean, at least they picked up a win. That's exact, but that's that's yeah, that's sympathy 101. That's great sympathy. What do you mean? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm just saying, like, had it gone the way that every other Bludgeon Brothers match goes? It was like the Titus O'Neil thing, remember, on, was it 4th of July or fa it was like, no, it was Father's Day, where Titus came <laughs> over and kissed his son on the lips, his family was yeah. there, and then Titus just got destroyed right in front of them. <laughs> I mean, that was like some straight-up Rocky Four shit. I mean, it was, uh, yeah. it was pretty brutal. Uh, so, yeah, no, the Usos picked this up last night, so the Bludgeon Brothers apparently uh, are easily distracted by loud music and flashing hey. lights. It's that SummerSlam 88 finish. Do you guys remember that? When Liz took off the skirt and Macho Man and Hulk came back and beat Andre and the Million Dollar Man. That's uh, And Hulk sat, sat out there with a raging boner watching it the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and watch it. His and remember DiBiase is just staring at Elizabeth for like three minutes. Yes. Can you imagine if she came out with the Naomi's entrance? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, it, it, you know, there yeah. is one thing with this. It, it yeah. does make... 
I like that uh, the Usos picked up a win here. I felt like it made no sense they're getting a tag title shot when they keep getting destroyed by these guys. But then it comes across like they need their, you know, they need their yeah. wife to to help them out. And, uh, Definitely that I got that from it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of a heel thing, right? Like you need someone not else. Even. It's wimpy. It's wimpy. It's yeah. a wimpy thing. Makes me think they're wimps, and they're not. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens Friday. Between the Usos, Naomi won't be there. Yet yeah, Naomi will not be there. Right. Maybe maybe the Usos will bring some glow sticks or something, you know, and uh, <laughs> yeah. get an advantage. Um, yeah, it was an interesting angle to take in this, but now we've seen that it can be done. The a Bludgeon Brother can be rolled up. Um, yeah, their first any kind of uh, pinfall loss uh, since they were rebranded. So. Yeah, man, we shall see. Uh, back from the break, contract signing. Carmella in the ring, uh, cutting a pretty lengthy promo, showing her highlight package one and a half times before Charlotte came out <laughs> and cut her off there. And, of course, like all contract signings, tables got flipped. Uh, it went down, but we're going to get the rematch between Charlotte and Carmella at Backlash for the WWE Women's title. Now, uh, this is kind of a, a nice bookend to cast this promo. Again, Carmella... Man, it took her a while, but removed from Enzo, removed from her old shtick, the bada bing, uh, the, the little rap she did every time she came out. I thought Carmella really developed a lot on the mic. What did you think of this? Oh, yeah. Matt? Yes. Yes. I don't know. I, I wanted her to be champion so bad. Uh, I was becoming such a huge fan of her. I still am. I just, is it physically, am I getting lost with it? With her, with that title, it looks like it looks bigger than she is. Oh, yeah. And I know that just sounds like a stupid thing, but I just think that maybe it goes back to my, I don't know, how I started as a wrestling fan in the 80s where everything was bigger than life. or every, You know what I mean? I don't know. There's something about it, like, physically that was, I know it sounds so stupid, right? But it, I don't know. It was distracting me a little of, she's tiny. That's what I kept thinking <laughs> over and over during that promo. And she caught a world leader promo. I should have been paying attention to that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think she retains a backlash or do you think it's going to be a yeah. short lived championship? Oh, you think she retains? Yeah, probably through yeah, some I do. shenanigans. Yeah, I soon. Uh, I thought Carmella was great here. Um, I, 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 I could see her point, Matt, but I thought she was uh, she's really confident out there. Like, uh, you know, like she yeah. owned the place. Like she, and you felt it. Like it wasn't like she was acting like she did. Like, and uh, mm-hmm. I like how she did that same uh, video package a couple times because. You know, you usually don't see that. Usually, but before the second one would start, uh, Charlotte's music would have hit. But I, I thought it was cool. I, I thought she carried herself well. I liked this segment. Charlotte looked awesome with that black swan robe. Um, what did she? Didn't Charlotte's face look different? She did different makeup. I'm assuming. Yeah, when she came out, she I, it was weird. I almost thought she looked sick for a second. Like she was supposed to look like she's not dressing glamorous or something. But then she had the big robe. But that she had the big robot, and that kills that. They kept yeah. saying, like, you know, she's be staring a hole through where she's, you know, <laughs> focused or whatever, dialed in. But, like, her makeup is what I'm saying. And that's such a weird thing for me to comment on. But <laughs> I noticed something physically in her face looked different. It looked better. It gave her a different look. Um, but uh, you're right with the robe. I don't know. Sometimes that, that robe fits, and I think other times maybe it doesn't. Yeah. Speak. Speaking of faces, uh, Raj, you look like you shaved today. I did. I I, I Put my uh, Dollar Shave Club to, to full use. <laughs> I did too. I swear to God, guys. Look, look at my edgings. Yeah. Yeah. 
The Dollar Shave Club, you've heard us talk about the amazing shave that we all get from our Dollar Shave Club razors, especially when used with their Dr. Carver shave butter. Well, I'm here to tell you that I am never giving up my membership. In fact, I'm adding, adding even more DSC products to my daily routine. Dollar Shave Club makes products for your face, your hair, your skin, for showering, everything you need. They have me looking and feeling amazing, and it's all their own original stuff. They only use the finest premium ingredients. They deliver to you just like they do their razors. That means no more annoying trips to the store, cruising up and down the aisles, looking at shelf upon shelf, wondering what in the hell is that and what do I do with it? I use Dollar Shave Club for almost everything, razors, body cleanser, hair gel, and yes, even butt wipes. Dollar Shave Club has you covered from head to toe. You've heard Mr. Matt Morgan talk about using it to shave his body hair. Uh, tells you how durable those razors are. I mean, I'm surprised, Matt Morgan, you're so cut. I'm surprised that you don't cut the razor when, when you <laughs> shave your body with it. Uh, Dollar yeah, Shave Club. Yeah, durable. Uh, durable. They hold up forever, and they send fresh ones to you every month, so you don't have to do that thing where you're just literally running it into the ground, uh, doing damage to your skin. Now is a great time to give Dollar Shave Club a try. You can get your first month off their best razor along with travel-sized versions of the shave butter, the body cleanser, and yes, even the butt wipes for just $5. <laughs> and after that, replacement cartridges ship for just a few bucks a month. It's the DSC Starter Shed, and you can get yours for just $5 exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com slash INC. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash INC. And uh, if you want proof, folks, just look at, look at handsome, well-groomed Raj Giri over there you, you want to know what else like uh when i because i've been you know i shaved my beard this morning but uh before that I, i'd been using the dollar shave club razor for it's the same thing as matt like the edging and and for my neck and stuff and i just realized this morning when i switched that i've been using that same razor for like four months like it, it's <laughs> yeah. been crazy like it and it, it worked perfect i was almost gonna use it today and i was like oh my god i haven't changed this in in a long time and so I, I switched it up, but yeah, it uh, those razors last. I mean, they're strong, they're durable, and it works. And it's comfortable. And, you know, it. I've had this beard for months and got rid of it. And uh, usually, if it was another razor, I'd have cuts and all this stuff. But it's clean and and yeah. Yeah, you know what I like is really that they do the the shipments. They keep you with timely refills on everything. I'm one of those people where, like you guys are saying, I'll have the razor and I'll be like, oh, what? There's still some life in it. You know, my wife is always yeah. like, throw it out, use a fresh one. And no, I love no. that with this, I don't have to remember to go to the store. I'm not sitting there with uh, with shower gel doing the thing where I fill the empty bottle yeah. back up with water, <laughs> shake it up, and get some more use out of it. It's like, no, I've got another fresh one yeah. ready to go. Uh, guys, it'll make you feel like more of an adult in the sense that you know you'll be well stocked. To taken care of dollarshaveclub.com slash inc and we thank them so much for sponsoring the podcast oh man so after that last night uh, shelton benjamin came out uh, for a singles match with jeff hardy but interrupted by randy orton it became randy orton versus shelton benjamin with jeff hardy sitting ringside and uh, I mean, okay, so Matt, what, what did you think of, of this match and the way they're, they're building up this feud? Um, so, uh, you, you said Shelton and Randy, right? Yeah, yeah. Surprised. Um, very surprised by that finish. Um, but I, I kept, Raj, you screwed this up for me now because now I had like in my head what you said last week. Like, this is so circa, you know, 2007 or 2006 or something, <laughs> I believe you said. You know what I mean? So, like, it is. It really is. And, yeah, Randy uh, Orton and Shelton Benjamin came up in OVW. You were you there with them when they were in OVW? Yeah, they just they just got called up when I started in my first day. No, but uh, 
Randy would always come down. Randy gets a bad rap sometimes. He would come down all the time and work with us, actually. Um, like, when he was, like, supposedly super arrogant, Randy Orton, when he first started, he wasn't like that with us. But anyways, um, yeah, but the circuit 2006, like, that's what it felt like. You're right. But it's a shame because Shelton is so god darn good in that ring. Like, everything mm-hmm. you watch his matches, nothing, there's no holes in his work. None. He's got a great physique. It's always been his talking, right? Yeah. It has been what people would say things about, any negatives, I guess. But uh, I thought his promo last week, which I didn't get to talk about, I, I oh, thought yeah. he did great as well. So I don't know. I, I, I got to get over that this is circa 2006 and just, you know what I mean? I guess put my blinders on. Yeah, it definitely seems like they're building to like a, a three-way with Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, and yeah. Shelton, uh, which would I guess that means that uh, Hardy's winning uh, this Friday against Jinder, hmm. so they they won't be swapping the belts if if that's the way they're going, because uh, just a regular three-way feud doesn't really seem to make sense. Would this be crazy? But wouldn't this be crazy if it is a three-way for a number one contendership? For the for the uh, intercontinental, like if the intercontinental jumped over, if um yeah 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 sorry. No. Uh, so Neil Singh did a run in in a mask. During yeah, he match. came out dressed like a tiny luchador. <laughs> he looked really small in that thing when uh, when he got in the ring and was standing next to Orton. How was he? I'm confused. How was he there? Well, it's one of those WWE. <laughs> He's trying to yeah, soften him up. But, Before Friday's match at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Okay. Yeah, they're this to build Hardy versus Gender, and yeah, I don't know. It, it's kind of confusing, but uh, he's on Raw now, though. Right. Yeah, but they're still in the match this Friday. Uh, it, it was weird. Uh, okay. But here, here's the thing with Randy, and this is why a lot of the times his segment are the momentum killers in SmackDown. They book him like he's, I mean, and he is, I mean, one of the biggest stars on SmackDown, but they book him like he's the main attraction. And this match went on way longer than it had to. I feel like the audience is stoked to see Randy come out there, do a couple things, hit the RKO. Mm -hmm. But these matches go on for way too long. I felt like there was such momentum to this show up until this when they could have knocked it out in one segment, um, especially with uh, Shelton getting the win. When you put those two on paper, though, if I'm the company and we have to fill a certain amount of time, you know, through segments, I'm telling you guys right now, on paper, these guys would be able to do it for me. You know what I'm saying? They should be able to go out there and tell a very good story in that ring to keep the crowd and to keep everyone's attention. Now, if they didn't do that, then they failed. You know what I mean? With you as the viewer, Glenn. But, like, on paper, those two are more than capable of doing that. Yeah, and I, I actually agree with the way they did it because I, I think the reason why a lot of people might have died out a little bit when this match started is you just assumed Orton was winning, right? Yeah, I did. Just because of how Shelton's been booked, you just don't see Shelton at that level. Right. He's been you know, in a tag team that really <laughs> went tag. nowhere. And so team, yeah. by doing this, they gave Shelton a big win. It was a good match. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I agree with how they did it, but I, I definitely, as soon as this match started, I wasn't into it because I thought it was a foregone cl- conclusion that Orton was winning. So... You know, kudos to Orton for you know, putting <laughs> Shelton yeah, over. Yeah. And I mean, yep. Orton is, you know, pretty much the biggest star on SmackDown um, as He's far as longevity. And, and if you combine yeah. everything, you could say Daniel Bryan and AJ are more over. But uh, Orton Randy is definitely... Orton was, was the hood ornament of that company for multiple years with Cena. 
Yeah, well, you know, he's, like, like he's headlined more pay-per-views than you know anyone on that brand. But at least with Cena, they try and give his stuff a story. Now sometimes it's thin, and they let John. With John, it's uh, with Cena. It's, see, I'm sorry. That's the point that, that I was going to say. That's the point I'm trying to make, though, yeah. is that Randy is pulling back so much yeah. from having to be the guy, and he's mm-hmm. trying to put everybody over. And you could, I agree with it, that. It's, it's it's more organic than John having to come out and brag about doing it on TV. What's well, because with John, they give him the mic time, which so I mean, you could argue which is better or which is worse. But with Randy, I feel like since his uh, breakup with Bray Wyatt and setting the shack on fire, yeah, I don't think Randy's had a great storyline. So if you're gonna give him this much time, at least I don't know. For me, that's what makes me feel not invested. It's like an exhibition match. Yeah, he hasn't had a, a, hot, a hot angle in, in a long time. I mean, his stuff with Bray sucked, you know, with the, with the, the House of Horrors and all that. Um, and yeah, I don't he, think- just, he just hasn't had that heated feud. Like, he, it's been a while. Like, the last one I can really think of was Daniel Bryan when him and Daniel Bryan were in that feud and, and Orton was with uh, Triple H and Stephanie. See, I liked, I liked the last one going into Mania. I liked that storyline of him and Bobby and Jinder. I liked that, actually. Um, Interesting, but, but none of them had got any like promo time. There was no real story. It was well, just kind of they're, they're is, beating, taking turns beating say. each other. But 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 look what level we're talking about here. You're talking about like giving him like semi main event storyline minutes on each show. That's not where he's at right now. If it, if we're if we're saying A B C and D D being the lowest on mm-hmm. the card, they're putting Randy in there at C right now, guys. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's really cool of him to be cool with it and accepting of it and putting everybody over. And w- what comes with being on the sea level there is you don't get a lot of time, uh, like like storyline wise, as far yeah. as energy from the cr- the creative team goes. Right? They're they're focused on A, hell a lot of A, little bit of B, no nope, no nope, sorry C, and hell no D, <laughs> as far as attention goes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when was the last time him? Uh, Hey, there's a lot of guys that could be in the main event scene that you haven't seen cut a promo in the middle of the ring, like a, a, a long promo in a while, you know, like Bobby Roode even or Jeff Hardy or like cut a real promo. They're, they're just kind of come out and do their thing, but they don't, uh, they're not involved in real storylines. So it'd be good to see a little more of that. The girl, the girls are doing a lot of talking right now as well. Remember, right? So you got to remember yeah. the pacing of the show and goes into it. Yeah, so once you have the girls and you have cast, that's already two long promo segments. So, yeah, you know, doesn't leave much else. Yeah. Uh, so the bar we mentioned earlier showed up backstage, interrupting the New Day's candlelight pancake dinner. Mm-hmm. So that's set probably post uh, Greatest Royal Rumble backlash. We'll see more with that feud and the Usos and the Bludgeon Brothers rounding out the tag scene. Um, AJ Styles backstage with Gallows and Anderson. So the this incarnation of the club is back together. We saw a vignette for Sanity, and then we saw Daniel Bryan taped up, iced up, uh, saying that he'll be still competing in the Greatest Royal Rumble on Friday. It's interesting, uh, Bryan was talking about Paige granting him that match against Big Cass at Backlash, but yeah, no Paige last night, no Shane McMahon, but you guys are right. I mean, where would there have been time for that? There's a lot it felt like we didn't see last night, including Samoa Joe, who we got a backstage video from. He talked about winning the IC title match on Friday at the Greatest Royal Rumble and then watching Roman Reigns get massacred by Brock Lesnar, saying that if Reigns survives, that Joe is going to face him at Backlash. So, Matt, were you excited when no text popped on the screen for Joe's promo last night? 
I was. That was a very menacing promo. That was great use of him. I know we want to see him in the ring, but if they're, if they're going to put him in the ring with what we saw last week, I don't want to see it. I want yeah. to see him used as the best of his ability. And I thought last night was a great use of his ability. His promos, his promo got better. Yeah, I think I think Joe is awesome on the mic. Um, yeah, I feel like until after backlash, you're you're not seeing you're not going to see the settling uh, from the superstar shakeout. You right. know, they've still got their prior commitments and the matches that they had already set up. Um, but it, you know, SmackDown's going to be uh, it's going to be stacked once once Joe's on there. The bar the bar are great. You know, like I said, Sanity, um, Jeff Hardy. They if they use him more. Um, you know, right now him and Orton just, in, you know, <laughs> intruding on each other's entrance isn't the most uh, intriguing storyline, but uh, they could do a lot more with those guys. <clears throat> yeah, and we'll see what happens Friday at the Greatest Royal Rumble with Joe in that Intercontinental title match. I could, I could see him winning. I mean, if the belt's going to go over to SmackDown and the U.S. title's going to Raw, I mean, Joe winning is not a bad way to go. Uh, oh. The main event. AJ Styles, Gallows and Anderson versus Rusev, Aiden English, and Sinusuke Nakamura. Uh, I want to talk about how great Gallows and Anderson looked with AJ Styles again. But first, man, Aiden coming out, doing the hype for Rusev. But Shinsuke, oh my God. Matt, what would you think of Shinsuke Nakamura's new theme with the lyrics? Badass. That's what I thought. I thought it was Bad awesome. Badass. Shinsuke's really turned it around. I think, you know, his facials and stuff were starting to get kind of uh, goofy. Phony, hokey, goofy, cartoony, yeah. And now they're menacing, and, and now with this Makes entrance, sense. and he looks dangerous. I, th I think it's it's really cool, and I think that new entrance adds to it, and you don't got oh the people God. singing along. Um, it's awesome. I think Shinsuke, is, he, he seems really like a main eventer now to me. Yeah. Now, Corey Graves putting over Shinsuke, adding lyrics to his theme so the fans can't sing along anymore. And they're in Japanese, right? The lyrics? Yeah. I saw last night. So not only have people uh, transcribed phonetically the lyrics, but we already have translations out <laughs> of them. So I'm just looking forward to an arena full of uh, American fans phonetically rapping along to Shinsuke's theme. To those that did that, you have way too much time on your hands. Good <laughs> Lord. <laughs> People wanted to know, man. I like to know what people are singing. I mean, don't you ever have that where you hear a song sometimes and it's in no, French? The or... show is over, and guess yeah. what? Guess what? I go back to this crazy thing spelled L I F E. <laughs> <laughs> but haven't you ever had it before? I mean, there haven't been a lot of them. But remember, like, what's that '80s punk song? Uh, uh, plan pour moi. Like, there's those songs sometimes you hear that you're just like, I have no clue what the song is about. I kind of want to know what it is I'm jamming out to. Um, I feel like a lot of times, uh, you know, my, my parents grew up on Indian movies. And oh, yeah. I, I, I understand Hindi, so when I when I hear it, it, there'll be stuff that sounds cool, but when I read the subtitle, it sucks, you know? Like, mm -hmm. so it's almost better not knowing a lot of times with lyrics, especially, you know, especially if they're another language, just let it be. <laughs> I think I think Jinder's theme is awesome. I love uh, Indian hip-hop. I like this, too. Yeah. Like but with Jinder's, that's one I have no clue what he's saying, but I find yeah. myself kind of phonetically mouthing something along with the rhythm. Um, but with Shinsuke, look, man, that theme, and WWE knew it, man. I mean, they had that up on their YouTube channel within minutes right. of that entrance. I mean, <laughs> they knew what they had on their hands. Yeah. I, yeah. I have a, on, <laughs> this is kind of a confession, but on my gym playlist, yeah, I had uh, 
Jinder's theme, uh, Nakamura's theme, and Triple H's old, old theme, My Time, from back in the day. So Nice. Um, yeah, it, it gets me going. <clears throat> yeah, for workout music, man, it's definitely up there. Yeah. Uh, well, and Raj, you're, you're the Maha Raja. I mean, yeah. so it kind of fits. I, I admitted I have wrestling themes on my workout list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And a lot of Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> So, how'd you think uh, Gallows and Anderson looked last night with AJ, Matt? Good. Um, Gallows had a little bit of ho- some 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 weird looking selling at the very end mm. before when he got chopped down to one knee or to both knees and then had to take the Kinshasa, whatever the hell it's called. Um, his face, it was he was like he looked like glass. It was King Hippo from uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. <laughs> when you're punching him and he makes a silly goofy face when he pulls his pants back up. <laughs> it was like that face. Um, that's my boy, too, so I don't, I'm not trying to clown him at all. I'm not. I'm just saying I thought it was a little bit overselling. Um, but um, that's being super, you know what I mean, nitpicky here. Uh, they All three of them look incredibly comfortable with each other, obviously. You know, so I, I liked it a lot, yeah. They looked in their element, man. I mean, forget they all the did. silly crap they've been doing for the better part of the last two years. Again, they yep. come over to SmackDown just get – you know, it, it it worked for the storyline, but um, no one has gotten any momentum coming off the superstar shakeup yet. Although, you know, Samoa Joe's promos have been great. And yeah. Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy, too, I guess. The Nakamura Rusev and Aiden English did win that. So Nakamura did the low blow <coughs> again. Yep. Uh, and then hit Kinshasa on uh, Gallows for the pin. Yeah, man. This this was a really good episode last night. Well, hold on. I mean, so so one thing we've I've oh yeah, yeah, yeah realized is that a lot of people listen to us and don't watch the shows. So, um, <laughs> which is great because like Matt, you mentioned something you. about it on Twitter, and I got a bunch of DMs and stuff about it. Like, yeah, you guys need to do the finishes more. Um, but yeah, so Anderson, uh, so. Nakamura was going to hit AJ with the Kinshasa, and then mm-hmm. Anderson got in the way. And it looked like Nakamura hit him both. Anderson yeah. like, took one; he took a bullet for his partner. Right. So it was yeah. a cool storyline. And then uh, yeah. Nakamura is kind of confused that you know uh, Anderson would do that, but then went mm-hmm. and as AJ was looking, uh, he nailed Anderson again. So that was a cool, cool little storyline there. It just made him seem super ruthless. It did, and like, hey, what you know, you're gonna watch this. It's like beating up a, a, a girl, like, like a, a dude, and making his girlfriend watch. Right. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> that. It's like that empowering, right? Yeah, especially it, after it, they just saved you too. So. Here, and here, here's the other point I wanted to point out, though. One could also argue that now there could be a, a sub a sub story that why didn't AJ take a bullet for Anderson? Yeah, I think yeah, I think in that match he was too weakened too. Like he couldn't. Uh, That's what I would go with. But I was just thinking, are they doing yeah. a bad job telling this part of the story? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, they could have the club turn on AJ uh, because of that. Like he took a bullet, but AJ, you know, they they could do something there. So it was a, uh, oh right, it was a, uh, Gallows got pinned. Nakamura beat Gallows with the Kinshasa, and then all that happened after the match. After it was aftermath. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, cool, cool finish. I, I I like it. Like I think this next uh, AJ Nakamura match is going to have a, a lot more heat with with how they built it. Mm-hmm. Then they're made Nakamura's <laughs> facials right now, especially taking his time um, after he nails um, Anderson finally 
with yeah. with with his finisher and made AJ watch his face his facial in that moment was perfectly spot on it was you know what I mean I'm making you watch this you little bitch what kind of a face and that's the exact like he's in his element right now with his facials and that it, like you said earlier it's so important right now for him to be in tune with at least his facials because again the, the language barrier, right? You don't yeah. need to talk when you're making facials that everybody can understand because it now adds and emphasizes the story more. And that's where I think we would lose him as a baby face because he was trying to be Mr. Good Guy and end up just looking goofy. Yeah. Good. Could you see the club turning on AJ and going with Nakamura since they got that oh, Japan connection? Yes, 100%. That's exactly what I, that's what I was saying, yes. Yeah. I, I, I don't think they'll... Uh, I don't think they'll do a finish for Greatest Royal Rumble. They haven't really built that match at all for this Friday. Like, it's it's an afterthought. Like, I don't even think they mentioned it um, while the whole angle was taking place, did they? Like, during the main I, event last night? I, unless I missed it. You're right. Wait, so they're not facing each other this Friday? They are, but yeah. they haven't. Oh. They didn't build it, build it at all. No, so I almost think they're going to have, like, a non-finish and then uh, backlash. Yeah, have the club turn on them or do something where uh, – Yeah. I almost think you could have Nakamura win it at this point and uh, to keep that feud going. Because I think AJ winning again kind of ends it. And, and there's more mileage to this now. And now you, do, you get, do you have more heat on Nakamura by having two heaters in Anderson and Gallows? Yeah. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think it could work. Yeah. They all and know he, each other really well. And you give Anderson Gallows something, together. you know. <clears throat> and, and it doesn't have to force them. And my, how many heels tag teams do we have on SmackDown? Right. So, like, you don't have to force them into the tag team scenario per, or division per se. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Because they're, they're coming out in the main event with Nakamura. That's, that's bigger. You know what I mean? And it gives them something to do. And, again, they're comfortable. Nakamura, these guys are friends. They know each other. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just going to make him that much more comfortable in the long run. Yeah. So, 26 entrants are confirmed as of now for the Greatest Royal Rumble. 24 spots Great. left. Yeah. So did, did they confirm Rey Mysterio? I mean, he is in it, but did, did they name his name for it? Uh, I don't know if they did it online. I'm looking on Wikipedia and there's a citation. Okay. From WWE.com uh, listing him. So confirmed last night were Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, the great Kali and Mark Henry. Yeah. Oh, great Kali. Great. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's re really random. Uh, so yeah, it, it'll be, um, It'll be a spectacle. I don't know if you've seen the set and the stage for that, but it's massive. I mean, it looks like a WrestleMania. Um, That'll be cool. Yeah, it's, so it'll be cool. It, it's weird how they're really hyping some matches, and they're acting like some matches don't exist. Like, barely, you know, Rusev hasn't done a promo on Undertaker on TV. Uh, <laughs> John Cena and Triple H, you know, unless you see the commercial for it, you wouldn't know a lot of these matches yeah. are happening. So, oh, yeah. we did get a vignette last night for Almas by the way. Oh, yeah. That, uh, the recap. So they're taking their time. Good. I I'm guessing after Backlash, they, sh they will show up. Yeah. Yeah. Man, SmackDown. SmackDown's the A-show. It's good. It is. It's, it's back to the A-show, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Friday, 12 noon Eastern is when the Greatest Royal Rumble starts. People are anticipating, what, a five-hour show? We will... It's a five-hour window, so we'll see. Yeah, so well, the Wrestling Inc. podcast live after that ends on the East Coast, probably around 5 p.m., 5.30 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time Friday. Yeah. 
So if this show is basically being done for Saudi Arabia, do you think that the greatest Royal Rumble, the winner is, and there's no stakes for the winner. You think they'd have someone like a, hey, I don't know, someone like a, a Mojo win it because he is, you know, popular there and, and you know, he's been doing lots of, lots of press, you know? I could almost... Did you uh, say Mo- what time out? Why do you know Mojo Raleigh is popular in Saudi Arabia? He's well, Middle Eastern. He's Middle Eastern, so they have him doing a bunch oh, of press. Oh, I, I swear to Christ, I did not know this. Oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Uh, he, his his real name is uh, God, Dean Matade. Yeah, and um, I would not have guessed that. He looks like a Raleigh, a Mojo Raleigh. Yeah, him, Sammy's Sammy Zane's of Syrian descent. Um, but yeah, so I could see them doing something like that just to get the local, you know, the locals happy. Uh, since it's storyline wise, it doesn't make a difference anyway. That's a okay. I don't know. It, it, it's a waste, but. If if the point of the show is to just make the Saudi give Arabian it, government to, happy, you either give it to like one of your biggest superstars, so everybody gets to get a bunch of pictures of him with his arms raised and bull crap like that, mm-hmm. like like an Orton or somebody like a really big name, or you utilize it for someone young and up and coming and could use it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I think I don't think they're going to do their traditional thing there and have you know the hometown hero who's in front of the crowd. I mean, this seems like. As good an opportunity so Mo- as any. So Mojo, so this is this. See, I don't read. See, this goes. This is what happens. When you don't read uh, up to date wrestling news. <laughs> I didn't know this about Mojo Raleigh. Yeah, he's been there all week with Mark Henry uh, promoting this. Yeah, I mean they could have Mark Henry win. You know, Mark Henry is well, popular over there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, it sounds horrible and dicky. I mean, I don't care about this match honestly. No, I'm excited I mean, for the, Nakamura the and AJ. Yeah, Nakamura and AJ. Um, Reigns and Brock, because I think Roman gets his crowning moment finally. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the grand scheme of things, Matt, this is like if you know you won the lottery and hired the WWE to put on a pay per view at your birthday, play party. your birthday party. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> exactly what I think too. Yeah. Um. So we'll see, man. I mean, that's but that's the thing. It's like, uh so if Heyman uh, is going, that man, that's a way to get Brock booed over there uh but that's why i think Heyman wouldn't wouldn't do it because that would be like real heat that would probably scare the shit out of paul Heyman. He, he's apparently going so i mean that's we'll his see. only that would be his only role well 205 live last night drew gulak lost out what was it to callisto uh who's gonna yeah. get the title shot so yeah uh, i mean that's what i'm watching no Dar's out with a knee injury uh but yeah i want to see if gulak and Heyman are going to saudi arabia that would be I, well, I, yeah i mean very unprofessional well, no, 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 Matt. There's the, uh, they have issues in Saudi Arabia with with. I the mean, Jews. the ring. Somebody letting stuff ring in the background. Oh well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I I gotta get this real quick. So uh, apologies to guys who have been having problems on our Twitter. Yeah. They, they made some change, and so you click on links from our Twitter that are older, and you'll get this warning. Uh, it's not happening for new links. It's for older links. We're working huh. to get that fixed. So I've been getting tweets and texts and phone calls all morning about it. So we're oh. we're working on getting the old ones fixed. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a pain in the ass, but yeah. So all all the new, uh, all the new, uh, links work fine. Cool, man. All these, uh, things are changing their, their policies. Configurations are doing You're right. Yeah. Anything else we want to cover before we take this home here? Uh, what's his face? Uh, Gronkowski is, uh, going back to the Patriots a lot. There was a lot of speculation that he might be signing with WWE, uh, and not going to the Patriots, but he's uh, going back. So there is that. 
I, 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 I felt like it was definite that he was going to go back, but a lot of people thought there was a good chance he was going to sign with WWE. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Why and how could you all believe this? I didn't, but that was, hey, this was NFL.com had stories about Gronk possibly going to WWE. I mean, they're bigger, is, they're bigger marks than, than anybody else on the planet because they don't even know what they're talking about when it comes to like WWE. Gronk is tweeting stuff about going to WWE. <laughs> you know, like, he's a uh, huge mark. He's a huge fan, loves it, and I'm sure he wants to do it. They, but that's yeah, not I'm sure he probably, I mean, it? I'm sure he sees the deal that Ronda Rousey got. And uh, what was her deal? Well, it's it's millions, and she's you know getting a ton of recognition. Oh, uh, you know, I mean, it's not going to be close to what he gets with the Patriots, so it, it would have to be when his football career is over. Right. But yeah, yes, yeah. He says money's not important to him. Like once okay, once he's uh, once he's done, you know, once he's no longer interested in playing, he wants to he wants to go to pro wrestling. Is what he says. And, and he if will he could get I, a deal like Ronda, where he doesn't have to do house shows and. You know, uh, big he events. Will. He definitely, he definitely will. But the, the the money will never be close to that. I don't care. What he says he doesn't want money. It's not important to him. That dude's throwing dollar bills, hundred dollar <laughs> bills, making it rain on his buddies on cruise ships, <laughs> hammered. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, uh, yeah, he that money is gonna go quick. He, he, so, any uh, any last predictions on uh, Brock versus Roman? Are we are we still all Roman. thinking Roman's gonna win? Roman, please, yes. please let Roman win. Let um, it be over with. Samoa Joe, don't prolong this. <laughs> don't interfere and mess this up and make it go on another month. And Jeff Hardy and Jinder, anything changed there? Do you guys? Who, who do you guys think will win that for the U.S. title? I think the IC comes over, especially after Miz's promo. How does the IC? Oh, Joe wins it and gets it, brings it over. That's yeah. it. So no, um, what do you call it? Keeps it. Um, Gender gender wins it actually and brings it oh. back to Raw. Yeah, and then Joe wins the IC title match and brings the IC title over to SmackDown with Miz. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm changing my prediction from Monday. I think I think Hardy keeps it because it seems like they're building to him Orton and Shelton for the U.S. title, and I think Seth keeps it. Oh, I feel Seth. like he just won it. I, I could see them, you know, not wanting to take it off of him just so quickly. Yeah, it all makes sense. Yeah. It really all does. That's what's cool about that, actually. Now I think about it. That's, that's kind of exciting because you don't know. Right. Cena versus Triple H. Again, it doesn't mean anything, but it's two giant <laughs> no, but the en- you know. Entrances, the fans' reactions, like you said. Yeah. Um, that'll be cool to see, right? Yeah. Um, yep. That's about it. Cena will probably be getting cheered like crazy there. Um, yep. Which you haven't seen in a stadium show in a long time. I, I, I got to think On Cena TV. wins that. Even know. though Triple H, he's, they they want to start a performance center and all that kind of stuff in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah, but that's not kayfabe Triple H, right? Uh, I think oh, that's okay. part of the deal. I think that, oh, it man. sounds like their eventual goal is to have what they'd like to do is have performance centers like in Japan, uh, the UK, India, uh, China, and then you know have little NXTs all over the all over the world and then you bring in some guys to the to the US roster but you know <sighs> yeah. they can't even get the UK show together now they will now that ITV yeah. is back in the picture 
I mean, it's a cool idea, right? I mean, to go really worldwide franchise with it and have these different local talents. I mean, could you imagine, Raj, man, could you imagine how your job would be affected if they successfully start pulling that off and they're running 10 additional <laughs> hours of international programming that the hardcore super fans are going to expect Wrestling Inc. Right. to have we, coverage of? We have a podcast after NXT India <laughs> Hey, <laughs> every week. You know, but man, I mean, that's the thing if they're doing takeovers and stuff like that, I mean, it this is an amazing time to be a wrestling fan. I think the WWE, even with all their money and massive infrastructure, I don't know that they can handle. Well, if you just do these shows for the local market, get local TV, I don't see it as, it seems like a huge positive, you know, it is, it's worldwide. Uh, you know, you take over. I mean, they'd have to be hands sudden, off though. What's that? They, I do think they could be that hands off though. Probably for enough um, money. They won't have the same. It's going to be such a mishmash of, of talent development, though. It's going to be a major issue eventually. Yeah. If they do I mean, all that. I'm sure as who they get brought up and stuff. I can see some issues there on who they want as opposed to who the guys like in another country think are ready, who WWE thinks are the, you know, would be a star. But um, I don't know, it's, it's interesting. If, if they've had this idea for a long time and, and they'll start to do some stuff about it. Like Shane was going to start working on an office in China yeah. and then they pulled away from it. So uh, we'll see what they stick with it, but that's always been one of their, uh, one of their goals. Yeah. We'll see Friday. It's going to be a spectacle if nothing else. Yeah. See you here. 5 PM ish, right? 5 yeah. PM ish. Yeah. Right after the show's over. <clears throat> Cool, man. Uh, Matt, anything quickly you want to plug before we uh, wrap this up here? Nope. How's the B12 working? Uh, so-so. So it's okay. Yeah. There it is. Hard. Stuff, man. Not yeah. easy. But, you know, finally each week you saw enough of those Little Lungs commercials and you were like, I got to kick smoking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <sighs> cool, guys. Uh, Raj, what do you got coming up on the site? uh interview with ricky the dragon steamboats coming up soon oh, nice. uh, yeah um yeah just other cool stuff but yeah pay you know stick you know be on wrestling inc this friday it's gonna be a busy day yeah stay tuned folks i'm glenn rubenstein you can follow me on twitter at glenn rubenstein and we'll be back here friday 5 p.m ish eastern to talk about the greatest royal rumble Till next time take care and we'll see you back here on the wrestling inc podcast <laughs>